Welcome to the podcast that is all about self-employment. We'll be sharing expertise on getting started, getting noticed, and getting it right, as well as dealing with getting it wrong. Your host, Julia Kermode, will help you get ahead so you get the success you deserve. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm delighted to have with me today Holly Williams. Now, she was um, our first champion of the month at iWork, and it's all about celebrating independent workers um, and self-employed people. So, really warm welcome, Holly. Um, could you start off by telling us a little bit about, about your business and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So... Um, my main uh, job is hair extensions. Uh, I've been doing hair extensions for the last nine years. Um, with the whole like lockdown situation, I had to find a new little hustle to keep me entertained. Yeah. Um, so I began the Pretty Little Wigs by Holly business. So I've begun, uh, I originally began um, hand making the wigs. I've now got a supplier and I pretty much just buy them in, put them yeah. to them, sell them on now. So things are a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, I, I have like a couple of things going on, but my main bread and butter is the hair extension business. Okay, fantastic. And so what what made you want to set up your business in the first place? And I mean, was hair extension something that you'd worked in previously um, or what, what led you to it? So I always had a huge interest in hair in general. Okay. Um, I think I was wearing hair extensions from the age of 15 um my poor mum paid for every single set for me um, so we we did a hair extension course together because she was pretty much fed up of paying for me to get them done all the time so <laughs> excellent like, why don't we do a course together and we can both learn how to do them yeah. and then if anything comes of it great and if not doesn't matter and at this point I hadn't actually done a hairdressing course I just had done the hair extension course okay um, so I I actually went to dance college. I wanted to be a dancer on cruise ships. Oh, wow. So, okay. But I'm a little bit sore <laughs> for that now. Um, so um, after finishing dancing off when I was about 19, I started an April group hairdressing course. So it was like halfway through the year. It was just advertised okay. at the local college. And I was like, why not? Give it a go. Um, yeah. And I was very good at it. Um, I'm very good at making hair look good, as in like yeah. styling. Um, I loved curling. I love big blow dries. I'm absolutely terrified of cutting short hair, which is hilarious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say I was put on this earth to make hair long only. <laughs> yeah, fine. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I went to college. And the way that the business began was that I just simply put pictures of my work that I'd done in college on Facebook, because that was like yeah. the only thing back then. Um, and people started saying, oh, like, I'd love you to do those curls for me. Oh, are you going to uh, be offering your services mobile and things like that? And at the time, I don't think people did advertising on social media. It wasn't a thing. Right. Okay. I was one of the first people in my local area to use Facebook as um, an advertising platform and I didn't even realize I was doing that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So you were you were kind of at the at the forefront and I guess yeah, also I guess also with Facebook and I know you're on Instagram as well but that probably came later but with Facebook you've got those images as well and I think with hair extensions I think you can quite easily, even if you don't know anything about hair extensions, spot a bad one when you're watching yeah. kind of people on the telly or whatever. Yeah, so I, sure. I, I, so I guess, I guess you, you, 
the, the images you were putting up showed that they were realistic. Yes, definitely. And I always used to go with the whole, um, if somebody mentions hair extensions, I want to be the next word by association. So yeah. I used to absolutely smash it continuously with the pictures <laughs> of my work because I didn't want people to forget about me. And I think yeah. it was like, I got the the ball rolling like from a young age when I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, but <laughs> fantastic. So you didn't always kind of dream of working for yourself um, and and kind of yeah. being self employed then. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I think maybe I, I took after my mum and dad because they owned a children's day nursery while I was growing up. So I was very used to them being like self employed yeah. and doing their own thing. Um, but it really did just happen by chance. Um. I, I think I was just saying to my boyfriend when we were running over these questions, um, for me, if I earned £10 doing a mobile blow dry, mm. that was better than what I would have been paid as an employed person in the local pub. Okay, when, like, yeah. I, So I was like, wow, I've just made £10 <laughs> in one hour. Yeah. And me of like, like nine years ago, but like there was nothing to lose because I was only making more money doing it. Yeah. And I was doing it and I was working less hours perfect um so it was amazing so by the time I left college I was just had more space to do more clients so it was perfect great I mean I love that and often people do kind of find their way into this way of working by chance and and it sounds to you and your background it's probably what seemed quite normal then because as you yeah. say your parents worked for themselves so it wasn't kind of a big a big leap so I began mobile so I drove anywhere and everywhere yeah. one day I would be driving to Manchester yeah. I just used to say to them put a bit more money in for my petrol then I'd be doing a day local I'd go to North Wales um all over Liverpool yeah um so I, I really like I was the yes person and I think you have to be a yes person when you're new to business yeah the work when the people want <laughs> yeah yeah and you have to be flexible because um as soon as you start kind of like saying no I can't do this I'm not available to do that it's really off-putting so I think at first when you've got nothing to lose you just have to be the yes person Mm. um so it got to a point when I was getting that busy that I was probably doing about three to four people a day mobile which doesn't sound that much but if we account for the time driving in between yeah um and it could be a fairly long drive um I just didn't like how it didn't feel professional enough for me Okay. Yeah. Um, I was not arriving on the time that I said I was going to. So I was very late or very early. Um, <laughs> and then entering people's homes, you then bec- you're working to their time frame. And like, yeah. it's, it's not a bad thing. And it, it, I'm sure people love doing mobile for this reason. But for me, the door would go. So they'd have to go and check the door. Then they'd be like, oh, would you fancy mm-hmm. a cup of tea? Oh, I'm just going to go check the baby. I'm just going to let my dog out. And all these things are absolutely fine. But it was adding on time that I didn't have because I needed to get to the next customer. I see. So yeah. I think I knew that I needed to have them in my chair in front of me and I was in control of the timing so I could yeah. wait for the next customer and not get behind. Um, I was sat on a motorway once for two hours because oh. of a crash. And I missed about three clients because of this. Oh, and no. I thought, I need to have a base. I can't have this anymore. Mm. Um, so I rented a room in a business centre. And it didn't matter because I didn't need water. I just needed a plug, a chair and a mirror. Yeah. Um, and I instantly could double my client base because I had double the amount of time. And it was just perfect. 
Amazing, because of course that time traveling, you're not actually earning any income for, oh, and unless unless you were charging people further away more, which which yeah. you kind of mentioned, um, but still, yeah, I, I can totally see how how just that efficiency of being in one place, yeah. you know, the time that people are arriving, you know how long it's going to take, um, and and I, I guess also you probably had a demand for it quite quickly because you'd already built up your customer base was and uh, and I guess they were all relatively local as in you know within an hour or two hours from you and I absolutely got in there before it got saturated um there really wasn't people or there really weren't many people on the Wirral or in the northwest area who were very well known extensions were like oh you're getting extensions like whereas now Mm. so normal everybody gets extensions so um I think like at the time I really was one of the first people and I'm really really glad that I did it then and not now because I think it would be much harder now to make a name (laughs) because everybody does it like I mean not everybody but a hell of a lot of people um do it (laughs) yeah and you're you're quite well known um for it and you're 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 kind of the the weave queen um and and I think I think that's I think it's absolutely brilliant and people I I don't know if our listeners uh, um may not necessarily understand but hair is actually really important to how people feel and I know perhaps some people listening might might think oh it's a podcast about hair it's not it's about it's about you and the business journey but also I do think that what you do really changes someone's outlook and a lot of what we talk about these days is about mental health and mental well-being and I've I I mean I've not had hair extensions but I'm convinced that if I did suddenly have really long hair that that looked beautiful I I would I would be on cloud nine and I do you do you see that 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 you make such a difference absolutely and you know what nothing makes me happier that I can now see my clients faces again without masks oh amazing (laughs) with a mask over their face especially when it was a new customer and I had to try and just read their eyes if they were happy especially if they were someone who wasn't particularly vocal yeah and so now I can actually see the happy happiness like radiating from them when they've got the hair extensions in it it's it's really special. It's lovely. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about um, COVID, which was obviously a, a big challenge. And I'm sure there are other challenges to cover as well. But I know as kind of um, a result of COVID, you went into the wig side of things, yeah. which also really appealed to me because lots of people have wigs for lots of different yeah. reasons. I've always had an interest in wigs. But I, mm. I was always convinced that I didn't have enough time to do anything else other than what I already did. Okay, um, yeah. And then when we had this forced pause, mm. um, the first week of lockdown, I was convinced lockdown was only going to be two weeks long. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I thought exactly the same. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when I realised that there was going to be a little bit more time off work, I was like, hmm, what should I do now then? Um, so... With the wigs, um, I thought, well, if we're going to be in lockdown for a little while, I may as well learn something to do and something good might come from it. Yeah. So I invested in three different leading wig makers courses um, that you could Mm. purchase online um, and literally just spent uh, weeks sewing wigs together. Um, Wow. As soon as I watched my first course, I had set up an Instagram page. I had set up a new website. I'd got an email address sorted. I trademarked the uh, name of the business. 
And I hadn't even made one at this point. But like, <laughs> I'm so all in when I do. You were just on fire. You were just yeah. completely taken by it. That's fantastic. <laughs> My mum was like, Holly, you're not okay. <laughs> but I feel like once I start something, I'm a nutter. But no, it's a good thing. Like I'm just driven. Um, I like yeah. I like to succeed. And um, yeah, so the, the wigs, I, I honestly believed at first that people would buy them for a color change or for fun and that kind of mm. thing. Um, but the deeper I kind of got into meeting new customers and sales, it really is just all about hair loss. Um, yeah. So many ladies have um, alopecia or like so many ladies are going through chemo um, yeah. or just have a thinner hair that they wish to have more of. Um, mm. And I just absolutely loved the feeling of being able to give somebody hair and not just a bit more hair for volume, like hair extensions, like hair extensions are essentially just for like, like they just make us feel like better than like yeah. it does, but better. Um, whereas yeah. a wig is like full on life changing for somebody. So yeah, um, it's, it's so special being able to do the wigs. Like it really is. It, it's, it means everything to me. Yeah, I, I, it, it is completely amazing. It, it does really transform people and um, very rarely do, do kind of, females with total alopecia um really go out with showing that they've got no hair at all and so um it's it's incredibly brave that people do do that and and I have seen people do that but but yeah the whole the whole wig thing I think must just transform just just be transforming for people whether whether they've got kind of alopecia or or um hair loss from chemo or whatever so I mean I I, I was particularly drawn to <laughs> to that part of your of your business when we were looking oh, at the yeah. the champion of the month because it's it really does make such a difference anyway um what other challenges have you had along the way because I'm sure I'm sure there will have been some um I, I joked to my boyfriend saying how long do you want this podcast to go on for <laughs> <laughs> well maybe not three hours but you know <laughs> oh um I think the the outlook you have to have is that there's always going to be something that challenges you you never yeah. know all the answers um and everything that you do run into that causes you bother you just have to learn from it mm. and do something about it so that it doesn't happen next time or it happens in a less catastrophic way <laughs> um, I don't believe you've had any catastrophes you, you seem very on top oh, of things <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean I am nine years deep now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I mean it's it's all just a big learning curve isn't it so um, when you do any course, whether it be hairdressing or engineering or like whatever, um, you get handed like the textbook, you learn how to do the basics mm. and then day one starts from the day you finish college and you start working on real people in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think um, even though you can be brilliant at doing hair extensions, you also have to be brilliant with people because... Yeah so many different people will walk in through the door and sit in your chair and you have to be a chameleon you have to figure out what kind of like wavelength or vibe they're on and um you have to become like obviously like professional but become like their yeah. friend for like the appointment and um talk to them about things that will interest them you have to make sure you fully understand 
what they want to achieve and are you going to perform that well for me i'm not a big fan of going to the hairdressers and mm-hmm. and i i i feel very awkward sitting oh. <laughs> sitting in someone else's kind of chair and i'm thinking oh yeah. gosh i've got nothing to say i don't really know them and and, oh. and you know and and from your side of things you're kind of saying that that quite a bit of it is this kind of being personable and understanding yeah. how how someone feels so i guess yeah. you you must come across different types of people people that are really really oh, yeah. bubbly oh, people yeah. people that are expecting the moon on a stick as well i, I guess yeah. some sometimes people expect this transformation that maybe you can't even do and so I, I guess you, you're dealing with all sorts aren't you learning how to manage expectations was what i was looking for ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i have a rule with my apprentice um, so she's my apprentice from September. I've been a really mm-hmm. big girl and now I've got staff, which I never used to have staff. Amazing. I know. <laughs> but um, I said to her, the most important thing when somebody sat in the chair is talking to them. So you have to ask them three questions um, mm-hmm. just to show that you're interested and you're making effort with this customer. Um, ask them what they're doing tonight. Um, have they got much planned for the weekend? Um, are they going on holiday? Very typical hairdresser question. But it instantly relaxes the client if the hairdresser shows that they're just chatting and they're, they're casual. And, yeah. and I said, I said to her, you might be nervous and you might find it difficult to start a conversation. But if you don't talk to that client, you'll either look rude or like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, um, that's so, true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she knows the the rule now, and she's brilliant. She just chats away with people, and it's just it, it's so hard because when you're young, she's she's just turned eighteen. Um, when you're young, you get scared talking to people. You really do, and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's done brilliantly. So yeah, I think it's it's very important to um, make the customer feel super welcome. Something you just said though was about having staff now. Now that must have been a massive change um, from from kind of where um, when you started the business. And I think by by the outline you've given of how you started the business you um it just kind of happened on the side sort of thing did did you ever foresee yourself running something with staff and tell us a little bit about about kind of how that came about and and what it was like it it must have been a big change definitely so I've dipped my toe in having people around me when I worked before Mm. so um after the business center I was like okay I'm gonna get a salon I did about mm. two years in the business center and I didn't just get a salon. I got a salon with 10 self-employed girls in it. Ah, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, that's uh, massive. My common theme in life. Um, so yeah, I, I had 10 girls who were self-employed, mm. hairdressers, makeup artists, brows, lashes, tans, wow, nails. okay. And I think I was just far too inexperienced to be able to handle that um, okay. because I just want to be everybody's friend and I didn't really like being the boss. I just wanted to be one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I was always the big bad boss because I was taking money from them to rent space from me. Uh, and yes. I, I was too young and not mature enough at the time to be able to be like, yeah, but I am the boss and like I'm the one paying the bills and this is a business mm. and it's your um, name um as as well whether whether it actually was your name over the door or not but it's still your yeah. your business so yeah I completely yeah, get that I found it so difficult to the point that after three years when the lease was up I was like get me back on my own again <laughs> um yeah <laughs> I um I oh, the, the thing is 
it was self-employed girls and they're all essentially their own bosses yeah. but working within that space so I couldn't be their boss mm. and they didn't really want a boss no but I still had to kind of like try and push my rules on them and it didn't always work out like that yeah. so um yeah I, I went to my very own completely on my own salon for three years from there yeah. to kind of recoup um re-energize mm. find out what I want to do from from there really so I absolutely loved being fully on my own um it was peaceful and I wasn't stressed yeah um yeah concentrate but, on what you love doing as well then can't yeah. you yeah People say, oh, it must have, must have been lonely working when you're in, but I was always with a customer. Yeah. And if I wasn't with a customer, I was just tidying up and preparing for the next mm. one. So it really wasn't so bad. Um, but then because we've had the series of lockdowns, um, I don't know whether I maybe just... Oh, no, I know exactly what it was. So coming back into the salon after all the lockdowns was so difficult mm. to pick back up everything that I've kind of learned how to do over the last nine years. Yeah. It's like if, if you pick up things every single week, month, you get better at doing those things. So, for example, my typical week would be like hair orders, messaging clients, making sure um, products are stocked up in the salon, making sure I've got my tools and mm. needles and threads and all this kind of stuff, um, as well as actually performing the task with my clients, keeping the salon tidy, like all this kind of yeah. stuff. I've managed to nail that up until like pre-coronavirus yeah. and then back in and picking that all back up again in one go mm. it's like it's like adding weight to a bar slowly in the gym <laughs> yeah and having loads of time off and then picking that huge weight back okay. up in one yeah, go yeah it's a big adjustment <laughs> yeah absolutely not I was I was like how did I used to do this <laughs> yeah bonkers. so I decided I needed help I had help on Saturdays anyway mm-hmm. that was my now apprentice was my Saturday girl oh. um so my friend Lily, um, she was a hairdresser in a Tony and Guy salon, but about an hour away. So she used to drive quite far away every day. Mm. And we just kind of joked around saying like, mm, I wonder what would happen if you came and worked with me and mm. you could be the hairdresser. I'll just do the extensions. A very controlled, like I would employ her kind of yeah. thing and that's it. Yeah. And it just, it just kind of happened. Um, and it's great. Amazing. It's it's lovely. So um, I mean, it was a bit scary because she is such a good friend of about 15 years. So I think we were the most sensible of everybody because everybody else was like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. Like, go for it. Mm. But we obviously thought, oh, friendship, like, is this going to be OK working together? <laughs> yeah. and um, but I think we've known each other for long enough to to know the ins and outs. And um, yeah, it, it's been great. So now, like, I, I have realised that what is the point? working so hard to the point of exhaustion when I could just pay somebody to help me um, and free up some of my life and I guess so long as you get everything out and and agreed properly at the start perhaps that's the secret to to doing it well I I don't know I feel like I'm a very different person now compared to the um the the 10 self-employed salon days yeah so now I feel like if anything bothers me or I think if anything needs to um like be commented on or pulled up I just say it straight away yeah and it like I think thinking about the conversation is far worse than the actual conversation itself true um so I used to go home and I used to drive my boyfriend insane because I from the old salon used to go home and whinge and be like oh so and so did this so and so said that I'm really sad about it whereas now I just say it and it's done and it's really not bad like 
but I think that's just maturity from me. Um, I think like as I've got older and wiser, I've realised there's no point worrying about it because you may as well just say it and get it over with. Yeah, yeah, because there's nothing worse than having something fester and then, and then before you know it, you've got a list of things and then, and then it sounds even worse to the other person. They're like, oh my goodness, where's all this come from? <laughs> Nobody is in your head apart from you. So how yeah. does that other person know that you want something done differently unless you vocalise exactly. it? Exactly. Um, and a lot of the time, I think people actually enjoy feedback and they enjoy knowing how to do it correctly. Um, yeah. I know if I was doing a task for somebody else, I would ask them three times, is this absolutely okay for you? Is this how you'd like it? Mm. Um, rather than just, I don't know, kind of like winging it and hoping for the best. So yeah. I want the people who work for me to be exactly the same. I want them to, um, to over-communicate with me. Yeah, I, w- I want to be confident in what like they'll, they'll get to a point when they're that confident they don't need to ask me anymore yeah, um, sure. I just want them to know my ways because my business is built with me doing it and with my way that I go about things so I want them to be the same as me yeah that's that is so true you're you're absolutely spot on because I mean I'm I'm guilty of being one of those people who I won't always say what I want so I'm thinking well for goodness sake they're not doing this or that and and they're not psychic because I haven't told them so so, I mean what you're saying is is so so true yeah absolutely Um, Um, so so what does the um uh, what's the future hold for, for you? Have you got more growth plans? So um, with the hair extensions and the salon in general, I'm happy with how that goes. Um, I still feel very uncomfortable at the thought of somebody else doing hair extensions with me because okay. I'm yeah. <laughs> I really, really like just doing what I do. Yeah. Um, and for now, I'm not, I'm not there yet with allowing people to help me. I'll, I'll let them help me remove things and I'll let them help tidy up after me yeah that kind of thing but the line is drawn under them actually doing hair extensions for now but that's because it's your reputation you see isn't it Holly so you know I completely get that so Lily can complement it by doing the hairdressing and then Mm. Annie will also be learning hairdressing in September with college um so with the wigs um, my goal is to have a warehouse to keep them all in because I want to be that huge. Oh, I want yeah. to be the biggest um, UK wig seller. Um, I think I can be. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got an absolutely amazing supplier. It's just a very tedious, long process because the cost of the product that you buy in is very expensive. It yeah. just to start with. So yeah. the to buy one in one wig in I have to sell three more to replace oh okay yeah 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 so like profit wise I'd have to sell three wigs to buy one outright Mm -hmm. it's a it's a long game but I know that I can do it um I've been I've been doing the wigs for just over a year and I think I've probably sold about 150 now wow yeah so it's it's pretty good that's incredible because I know that decent wigs are expensive because they are because they they're quality items and so for people to have been spending their money when it's been hard for everyone in the last um year then then I I think that's I think that's fantastic and um yeah and spending their money with the new kid on the block as well like (laughs) Um, I'm, I've just popped out of nowhere and I I know how to get big on, um, social media. I know how to do the right things. It was just applying it to a new market Mm. and I had to find the people who wanted the wigs. And it's amazing how on Instagram, there's there's all different worlds out there, isn't there? Like there is a real hair loss community 
and I, I've found them and I am connecting with them and I've, I've made some good friends and connections through speaking with ladies who have hair loss problems and um yeah it's really cool yeah it's 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 brilliant because it is a bit of a taboo still isn't it um or absolutely so um so for the wigs yeah like world domination that would be pretty cool um, and then um <laughs> we've also just set up a little side hustle um which is gonna hopefully benefit my client my hair extension clients um I do two main ways of fitting hair extensions. I do mm-hmm. weaves, which are strips, yeah. and I do bonds, which are individual um, strands of hair. Now, the weaves are reusable. They can usually mm-hmm. get um, about 12 months out of them. If they come back and see me every six weeks, we move up what's grown down. Okay, if yeah. bonds, which are the individual glue bonds, once they go in, they stay in and ride down for five months. Then they would have them removed and get a new set now okay. that hair is only five months old and it will go in the bin and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the hair. The hair's really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. So it can become quite an expensive method because they have to buy new hair very frequently. Mm. But I've always protested that I don't have enough time to retip the bonds. So, right. so, so once you've used the solution to remove the bond, it knackers the tip on it. Mm-hmm. So you need to cut the tip off, put a new tip on, and then it could go back in. But I've always just said, nope, don't have enough time. So to be more sustainable with hair and to try and help customers out a little bit more, Mm. um, we have created a brand called Retip Rehab. And we've ordered, we've got a machine from China um, where it retips the bonds. Um, So customers will now be able to have the hair removed, retipped and then refitted. Um, So I'm putting my my boyfriend slash partner in charge of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's going to be um, master retipper. He's an engineer, so it's all fun and games for him. Oh uh, well, it will play to his strengths then with a bit yeah, of luck. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, he's one of those people that he can't do something unless he can do it absolutely <laughs> perfectly. So I have oh. every faith in him. <laughs> Brilliant! That sounds like just the perfect person. <laughs> kind of like another little side hustle that we we hope to build up. Um, which will benefit my customers um, and hopefully make their um, hair last a little bit longer so they don't have to keep spending money on more very expensive hair. Um, What's your kind of proudest moment so far? Because, I mean, you've you've said a couple of times you're kind of nine years in, so you must have um, one or two standout moments in in there. So there's probably, like, two main things. Okay. Uh, The first one, I would say, is the distance in which customers travel um ah, yes always think how on earth have you come that far just to see me that's a really really good measure of success actually isn't it yeah i regularly have customers who fly from jersey and the isle of man ah, um wow. so they're my most um regularly attending distance customers mm. um but i have also had customers from Mallorca, belgium um God. Where else? Uh, Islands, like all over the place. Yeah. Um, so you, so you see, your reputation is global. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or at least European, if not global. But yeah, yeah amazing. Um, and then customers regularly travel. They drive down from Newcastle. They get the train up from London. Yeah. Um, all over the place. So my average week, I'd probably say, is half customers who are local and half customers who travel about an hour or more. Gosh, that's brilliant. That's 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 a really 
really good measure and it just shows that you're doing something that perhaps other people aren't or there's something about yeah. how you do it or or yeah, or, or the or kind of the way that, that you're more personable perhaps than, than than others um so so yeah that's that's fantastic keep up keep yeah. up with the good work was was there another proud yeah. moment you were going to mention yeah so this was um fairly early days in my career mm. um but I was invited to uh, demonstrate at a hair show. Okay. Um, probably maybe like three or four years in. Mm. So, um, and I, it was with a, a brand called Beauty Works and they're everywhere. Like they're, they're such a well-known company in the hair industry. Okay. Um, they invited me to demonstrate. And I, I used to, um, I, I, from that point, I did a few shows with them. Mm. Uh, but one of the Kardashians hairdressers hairdressers was also oh. working for beauty works at this show um she was bringing out her own range with beauty works um and on stage she announced to the whole of um the hair show that i was a master extensionist oh amazing so that you see that is just a perfect endorsement for you isn't it yeah <laughs> that was oh. pretty cool <laughs> oh, absolutely fantastic i love that um so you know you've obviously had tried different things over your time and you must have learned a lot along along the way what's what advice um would you give to others who are starting out um as as kind of self-employed um be the yes person at first uh, <laughs> do not um stop posting i think um, if you mm. want to grow your business, um, you have to be, as I said at the beginning, so in everybody's faces that they can't forget about you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think at first it's always um, quantity. Make people believe that you're really busy and um, you are somebody who knows their stuff. Um, yeah. I think social media is, it's it's easy when you know how these days and there's lots of people out there who can help you with social media and you can use like really cool apps to make your pictures look great and Hmm. um like there's so much information out there on like how to to be better at social media that you should just like get stuck in straight away um and just just be a good person be a nice person yeah I think like I've, I've always took pride in like being as kind as I can possibly be and it's not always about money and it's not always about cutthroat business like I'd, I'd rather somebody say that I'm a good person and a good businesswoman than somebody say that I was a bit mean to them or a bit like, for example, yeah. if somebody wanted 18 inch hair, which is kind of like mid chest length. Yeah. And I couldn't get the 18 inch hair and I had to buy the more expensive length. Mm. I wouldn't pass that charge onto my customer as a gesture of goodwill because like they didn't want it and I know I'm maybe losing out a little bit of money Mm, but I'd rather be able to complete the service and know that I've done a good job than try and make the customer pay more money for it when they like it's not their fault it's not my fault but it's just one of those things so I think like just little situations like that makes it look like you've gone the extra mile for clients um rather than just being like oh no I can't get it sorry I'd probably just be be kind I think it's an underrated thing this whole thing of being nice people don't associate with business success but I think you're absolutely spot on in what you're doing because I know that my customers like value me as a person because they they do think Mm. I'm kind and caring and I do bend over backwards to get them in and even if I've got a fully booked week I will really keep on top of 
the next cancellation I get, I'll let them know that I've got a space. And I don't just forget about my customers if they're not booked in. Like if I've got a solid fully booked week, I don't really need to worry about getting anybody else in, but I know mm. that the person sat there waiting. And if I don't get them in myself, they will go to somebody else and I'll lose them as a client. So I think it's it's really important to be on the ball and remember people that that they are people with feelings and I don't want to hurt their feelings by not getting them in the diary. Yeah, and I think that probably makes a big difference to people because you are going that extra mile and they they must realise that and that that is kind of why they stay your customers, um, I guess, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, what a lovely way to finish. So, so um, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping an eye on what you do next and uh, quietly championing away in the background. So, <laughs> thanks so much, Holly. Oh, thank you. No, thank you too. It was an absolute pleasure. I can't believe I finally been <laughs> on the podcast after I listened to them day in day out. <laughs> thank you for listening to All About Self Employment, hosted by Julia Kermode. For more information on today's discussion, please visit iwork.co.uk, where you can also join our growing community. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, then we would love you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.